Welcome to Discover Energy Work. And today I have Anne Twiney. Close. Twinney. Twinney. Oh, I knew I'd get it wrong. So I have Anne Twinney with me. Um, and uh, yes, I'm Richard Wicks. What do I want to tell you about Anne? I, of course, I can tell you that I was attracted to what Anne does because it's really not the everyday thing. And uh, it's, it, I think I'll let Anne introduce you, uh, introduce everything, you know, that's, uh, that's to do with what she does. So, uh, since I've got two feet in my mouth this morning, never mind. Anne, tell us, what do you, how do you introduce yourself to people? Hi, hi, Richard. It's always harder to introduce yourself, right, than to have somebody else introduce you. But I am an energy worker and I'm fortunate to be living my passion and traveling the world, teaching people about natural horsemanship, because I'm a horse whisperer, animal communication, because I talk to animals, all species. And then the piece tonight is really the focus on the energy healing for horses and having taken particularly Reiki. We changed it to Reiki Energy Healing for Horses because I wanted to introduce and include every modality mm -hmm. and show people how the horses will talk and how the horses will interact and what the body language cues mean when you bring the energy healing to the horses. Mm -hmm. So that's who I am. That's who it's, I am. I, I, I like to say that I've traveled nearly every continent, but I think you have too. Um, Every continent, South America, North America, Australia. Yes, I think I have. Uh, not really Africa yet. Not really. I'd like to do that. But but I, I think what I think the interesting thing is, is we know about horse whispering and it looks like, you know, if I've seen that famous American horse whisperer, you know, um, I forget what his name is, um, but he's standing in the ring and he's it looks like he's doing nothing and he, it look, could be energy work if you didn't know that he's really yeah. following very you know very uh clear physical signals of the horse but i mean there aren't really many people uh who are doing energy work with with animals and yeah. especially like I, i've heard of people doing um healing with horses and i've had experience myself of working with dogs but what i'm interested in is how does a, a young lady, I, well, I'm assuming, I, I, <laughs> I, actually I heard already the story, so I'm saying the young lady. So, so yes. you were, um, how did you get started? That, that, that's the thing. How did you get, how did this, this whole transformation to become a horse whisperer and energy healer for horses and animals, animal communicator? Again. Yeah, I I was a Bobby in the UK, so absolutely, I was in Leicestershire. Woman, right? Absolutely, and I loved it, and I loved the unpredictable nature of being in the police force and the ability to continuously learn. There's never never ending opportunities for that. So you walk in the door and you don't know what <clears throat> what's going to happen for any one day. Amazing. But it seemed amazing. right. Yeah, I think it's an amazing uh, amazing job. Uh, because like really talk about energy work you're thrown into every kind of situation That's exactly from, uh, somebody's you know got like locked up out of the house and the neighbors have called the police uh, to you know family you know domestic domestic violence to car yeah. accidents yeah it's like incredible and that's exactly it from one minute you're you're knocking on somebody's door and perhaps telling them of a tragedy that their family member's gone through and the next moment you're asked to go to a pub a brawl and then you know you never know what that call is on the end and how you need to respond so it really throws you into the depths of communication and learning yourself learning about yourself and learning about the energy you need to bring to a situation. And I always say in those days, what was great about it, Richard, that you may have witnessed yourself, the police force was one of the best in the world because there were no weapons. And so you're learning to control situations through your skills of communication and even connection. And by coming in a little bit lower on the energy level, you can be supportive. The reason I also share a lot about that right now is to tell you that that was the very reason I started to look for something else. 
I was, I think, before my time because I took a year's sabbatical for a multitude of reasons. One is I was highly trained, investigative interview trained. I was also rape trained, child abuse trained. And so had the opportunity, not as a detective, but as a police officer, to expand my horizons. And with that, I felt that the victims were numbers. So it was a number, you submitted that crime number. Mm. And however much you wanted to support them further, you were not in a position to do so because your workload was so great that there was really no looking back, there was only looking forward. This was a huge aspect for me because I wanted to be and was known as the social worker somewhat to say, you know what, these these aren't numbers, these are people's lives, these aren't stories, these are moments in people's lives that we need to support mm. them through, but we, mm. we couldn't. In turn, I don't think anybody was vetted in the police force. Me as a young constable, full-time by the time I was 21, they put you in a position where your skills were of great use. And if you were talented in an area, they put you there. But there was no support for the individual to say, what's gonna happen to you with the more cases you take? Or how is it gonna affect you emotionally, mentally, as you move on with this and what's your outlet? Where can you go? There was nowhere to go until you failed, until you crashed and burned, there was no support. Those are two dual sides to the, the sword that would have led me one way to horses. And I had a horse and I was very fortunate to have a horse and she wasn't easy. She was blonde. She's known as a Palomino. She's blonde, she was hot headed. Right. as most likely was I. And so the combination of her and my lifestyle led me actually to one of the most famous horse whisperers, most likely the one you were thinking of. He was very famous in England because the Queen of England has endorsed him. They are friends. Monty Roberts is his name. That's it. Every path, I was gonna say, it's kind of neat you mentioned him because every path led to Monty, every path like the doors were opening and it certainly was not manifested as sorts. It wasn't something like I put on a dream board. It was the doors were opening and I was fortunate. Also, I was very fortunate to get invited to California. Now my visa only lasted so long and I had to come back to the UK and just for a short period of time to extend the visa and look forward. I'd been given two years sabbatical, one or two years sabbatical from the police, so they'd endorsed it. And how we'd endorsed it was to learn horse whispering, to bring it back to the British police force, to wow. help. Exactly. And it was before my time because it's 1997, 1998. And I wanted to help fellow police officers so that nobody had to crash and burn like me. And I wanted to help the victims. So it was before my time equine coaching. But at the same time, I had to come back and I, I, I went to a gypsy in southern England and I started to learn aromatherapy for horses. With it, Little did I know that everybody on the course were Reiki masters. It was my first introduction to Reiki, energy healing. And I got a treatment and I could feel my sinuses draining. I could feel <laughs> actions happening. And it was probably my choice words with a few swear words to go, what the hell is happening here? Yeah. What is this? And it was enough to get my attention. It would have to be extreme to get my attention. I'd seen so much, done so much. So it got my attention. Then I said, you know what? I want to learn more about this. So I went to one of the first Reiki masters in the UK in London who had brought it to the UK. And she's very structured, Richard, very structured. And it's exactly what I needed was the structure and secrecy was around it. But again, little did I know she did not forewarn me in any way to say your life is about to turn upside down things expect the unexpected expect the fact that you've changed your vibration things are going to start happening nobody nobody forewarned me and then what happened was I got propelled forward to go to Monty's to be out in California it sounds awesome you're looking out the window and it's it's paradise but at the same time what I left behind was a husband and my horse my dog and my career and it was that thing of following your passion 
and following your heart, following your destiny is a good way to say it, mm. meant that certain individuals couldn't come along. And so mm. with that, I moved to California to study. And that study became a 22 year study and continues to be a study from horse whispering to, to realize that we've gone from body language to talking to animals with body language, to knowing we can talk with our mind, with our energetic connection. And it's mm. continuing to propel forward into the next generation of Force Whisperer. Right, right. And I think there's, a, there's an interesting story there. I mean, from my point of view, it's like when you're doing something, it's like the yin and the yang. When you're doing something which is so down to earth, so physical, so even, even you know, police force and then Force Whisperer, yeah. which is body language and then some energetic thing comes in it causes a sometimes a very quick flip and it's like you know as I say it's like the prodigal son you know the uh, the parable mm. the Christian parable where yeah. it's suddenly like a return home and like all the doors open you know suddenly huh. um, and uh, yeah it's uh, that's that's a powerful story and I've heard it you're not the first person to say you know meltdown like Reiki was right. Um, and then, uh, you know, when I did Reiki, I'd been doing my, I'd met my Taoist teacher and so on. So I, it was like, okay, all right. No, that's, but when I met my Taoist teacher, that was a meltdown. Yeah. So, um, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's incredible. I think it's wonderful. So there must've been a moment, I imagine, where you, you got your Reiki and then you've said, right, okay, here's all, so I wonder what, you know, could I do something or nay? <laughs> Very good. Very good, you had to get that one in. Um, well, what's interesting is it's California. So, so in, those, in those days it wasn't Britain. And what I mean by that is Britain probably had more of a free license then, maybe not now, but then. And so going to California, to be amongst racehorses and very expensive horses is a good way to tell you. And so that you're restricted to put your hands on and you're restricted with the healing because even in those days there were laws. However, if the opportunity arose and it was legal, it would be okay to practice. And I remember clearly, I remember clearly putting my hands on a number of horses that weren't doing well. Hmm. And instead of them, instead of them surviving, they passed over. And I, I know the disease. One was rhinos, and um, one, the white blood cells changed, and within 24 hours he went blind, and he was going to lose all, all skill level, etc. So I remember the horses, but it didn't knock me. It didn't knock me down to state, never put your hands on horses. You've been wrongly attuned, which is what a number of my students would come back to say is I gave up Reiki because animals were passing. And I thought, oh, how interesting. For me, it was a matter of supporting them and crossing over. But mm. for them, it was, I should stop what I'm doing. This must be a sign. Mm. It never stopped me. I, I probably, in a way, pulled my big girl pants up and kind of figured out of I know something is good here and I know this is pure energy and and I can see the way these animals are responding that they're softening that they feel more at peace that something is running in in fact some of them felt so much better that they tried to get up or tried to move forward because they've been infused with energy but it wasn't quite enough because it was their time so what it had me was more intrigued. It was the beginning of the next phase. It was the beginning to say, is there such a thing as asking permission? What does a no look like from a horse? Mm. How do we proceed instead of assuming we can do this? Where do we need to place our hands? And of course, there's situations where we're going to be guided, but there's also optimum placement. Anybody that does energy knows that it has its own intelligence and yet the horse will tell you where to go. It's not really like the human energy healing where many, not all, but many will place their hands in certain positions and go through a ritual. Truthfully, the animals haven't read that book. And so they're there, they're interacting organically, looking for that flow, that flow. And that can confuse individuals. 
because they want the structure. So right. it's really neat. Right. So that was interesting. That's because, um, you know, my, my teacher, he would say, follow the energy. Like, don't, there is no, in fact, I was talking to a, to a healer yesterday. And so I said, well, how do you approach each case? And it's well, each case is different. You know, you, you literally, yeah. you walk in blind and you just, yeah, some, something appears. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, she's very clairvoyant. So she actually sees um, what she has to do um, in a like like a process like oh, I've got to go absolutely first. and generally you only get one step so you get like I've got to go here first and then like well when that's that's done then the next bit will open up um, but uh, so yeah I can totally relate to that so so I imagine that also these sort of have these sort of things developed for you that you've got a kind of like a sense like yeah, absolutely you go yeah I'm, I, I, I'm, I know I guess I know yeah and I feel I, I guess perhaps my background perhaps my makeup I feel like it's nice to go in having a knowing so that if there were some some blockages meaning this animal would say stop hold on a minute or they'd be guarded reluctant unsure frightened mm. there's certain things we need to know to realize they could stop you they could pin their ears they could block you with their head they could walk away and not necessarily take that first response to be the the primary and the be all and end all because if they're not knowing what to expect a horse might be in the position to go you know what they're coming as a vet or there's two of them coming and we're going to be manhandled or pain's about to come and so there's not always an instant recognition by the the individual and so to have some styles some ideas to go okay here I need to pause and let them come to me or here I just need to put a halter on and pet them and let the energy the hand on the brachial chakra is really good which is the scapula of the horse and it's a non-invasive way to come in to say you know what pause and breathe for a minute I'm not going to be asking anything from you mm. or pause and breathe and feel this energy to realize what's going to happen in the next moment so to have a degree of an um, idea can be really supportive even if we don't know exactly how and where that energy is going to be followed up with how you know how you're going to do it so that intuitive sense absolutely I feel like we need to ground ourselves, connect to source and allow the flow to come so that we're not overanalyzing and overthinking it. But instead we become the conduit. Right, so, so I've got that idea. Um, so let's, can we jump to stories where you've like, you know, you've come across horses and, and you've like, uh, they haven't passed. You've actually, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've already talked about the horse. That sounded great. <laughs> that, that, that was just the beginning. That was just I the beginning. I know people thinking, yeah, yeah. I think that will. No. I'll, I'll call it. No. I'll call it. <laughs> Reiki master for the passing, which, which is a good point to look at. When can we bring in energy healing? And it's it's really nice to realize the short answer would be any time, any place, anywhere. And yet it's nice to also realize we might bring it in under certain circumstances. If that horse is rescued in a new home, mm. you're looking at transportation. If you're going to go to the vets or indeed the rehab, if you're looking at childbirth, i.e. a foal is on the way, separation, behavior modifications or behavior issues. So anytime we feel that there's an emotional, mental, physical imbalance, we could come in. And there doesn't even need to be any of those. You could do it just for good, good measure and good fortune, for connection, communication, collaboration. There's no reason not to do energy healing. And so then the list becomes so much longer for people to realize, absolutely, we could be looking at changing behavior if the horse doesn't want to approach, or if they're not feeling so well, if they need an additional modality in support of what the vets are offering so many reasons to do that and absolutely it's become more of an integrative practice there's times throughout the year that I love to offer Reiki energy healing for horses and make it a that complete opportunity so that people can experience the energy and then take it to animals and have an idea how to do that but there's also times where I'm teaching horse whispering 
where this will come in organically. And you can gentle a wild animal. People relate more to wolves and they think that, okay, a wolf, I understand what that is and it's very wild. They don't necessarily relate to the American Mustang or any of the other horses that are out there that are wild to realize they're flight animals. And so the Reiki can come in really handy to support them to say, this is who I am. Hi, I'm Anna Twinney. I might be their messenger for the day or I might be their gentler for the day. Either way, I'm a behaviorist. And so it can allow us to pause, breathe, offer an exchange, an energetic exchange. And then ultimately we could move into it to say, you're not feeling well, let's put in a bladder sweep here. Or could I put my hand on you so that you can recognize who I truly am and that I mean you no harm and that I'm gonna make a promise to you. So the energy healing can be energy healing where we look at chakra balancing or bladder sweeps or hand on healing or long distance healing, but it could also be an energetic exchange to state, okay, let's start our communication with this space between us being an energetic exchange. And that, that is really incredible. It changes everything because it takes people out of the structure of here's a wild animal and I'm going to go through these ways to tell them I'm okay. We, we don't put them in shoots, rope them or choke them. It's all about body language and dialogue. But for me, that piece includes the energy healing to go, you know what, maybe I'll sit and share space so right. that you feel this energy. And, you know, when you say it, and this has come for us since we, before we were talking, I'm, I immediately I'm thinking, well, but I feel an, an American Indian connection when I'm talking with you. And you were telling me you had an experience um, with the medicine. Man. That's right. That's right. Yes. My son, um, I was an older mother and... Um, Nobody ever mentioned it, which is really neat. I was 42 at the time and Joseph was born early. And what's funny is you mentioned the Bible and you mentioned in a way um, the Joseph's coats and so on and so forth. And so it's funny, he's called Joseph. And so with that, he's born seven weeks early, clearly very eager, very keen to come into this world, could not wait. And they tried to to put him off to basically state you got to be staying there for a little bit longer but he wasn't having any of it so he's born exceedingly healthy not a problem but had to stay in the NICU so that's the ICU yep. and he was there for three weeks exceedingly healthy just had to learn to suck swallow and breathe and it was a function that at that age he could not physically have when we got released, my husband's a smart man and we lived in Colorado and Vin said, we need to check in to oxygen levels. And we lived at 8,600 feet high. There was no problem where he'd been born because he was born early in another state. But by the time we got home and we checked the oxygen levels, he fell short. And it was beautiful. The people that came in said, he's a strong baby. He's got a good chance any time to come off oxygen, any time. Well, one week goes into a month, goes into a year. And I felt quite deprived from motherhood. He had an oxygen tank and it, it, it's hard to imagine, but with the baby comes the tank and you're putting the clothes over the tank, over the tubes on and off. And you've got to keep him quite still at night to keep that oxygen. You've also got a measurement so that if he drops low, it could be many, right. many things. Oh my goodness, Easily that can cause psychological issues for you well, as you're yeah. listening to that beep, etc. As well, I mean, I imagine like picking up a, oh a baby goodness. in a heavy tank is, is. That's it. You pick a child and the tank, and um, and then there's strict rules with it. And I'm a I'm a rule maker and a rule breaker, but I kept it to the rules for the fact that you don't want to put a baby's life at risk and you listen. So, yes, there was a set routine of put him down so he can sleep, so he can get strong with his tank. So we tried, like many people state, we tried everything. We really did. We had chiropractic, we had doctors and we had the oxygen. So we were with um, the pediatric 
And then on top, we tried the essential oils. We tried energy healing, crystals, mm. power of prayer. We can keep the list long. Anything and everything we thought of, but none of it um, took him off oxygen. And by the time he's crawling, there's no chance to keep the tank on. So here's the story. One I probably have rarely shared. It was through an animal communication session, funnily enough. I was talking to a Mustang. And if people aren't familiar with that, that's interspecies from one mind to another. And I was in Colorado and the Mustang was on the East Coast at that time. And when I saw her, I knew the Mustang from my days at Monty Roberts. I knew her, I'd started her under saddle. And when we connected, my client had asked, could you ask her about the healer? And what I saw in my mind was something I've never seen. Bear in mind, by then I'd been doing energy healing for over a decade. But the image in my mind's eye that I can still see today when this Native American stepped forward was recognition. And it brings tears to my eyes because you rarely get that. The horse recognized him. He recognized her. It was incredible and the energy that they were sharing was nothing I'd ever seen. Mm. Nothing I've ever seen. And I asked my client, who is this person? And she said, he's a medicine man. And I said, may I have his number, please? It was automatic speech. And I, I always know when it's automatic speech, it's, it's been guided. Mm. Well, I reached out, sent an email, funnily enough, because they did have emails. And um, he came back with, because I came back, I said, I'm on my way to Arizona. One week of the year, I'm on my way. And he came back with, absolutely, we have time for you. It was meant to be. Who drives that way? We were driving past their door. And um, it was a tribe. And so we arranged to see them. And we arranged, it was rather funny, actually, because we arranged to see them and we met under the bridge of a highway. It was, it was as though you're doing <laughs> naughty things under the bridge and you're meeting under the bridge and nobody knew each other. And we had to follow them into the resi. So we followed them into the reservation. And then we proceeded to have a whole ceremony. I had to pinch myself in the ceremony I pinched myself to go do you know that you're a young lass from England and you're now in a medicine man's hut having a ceremony I, I I could barely believe it but to make the story a little shorter and to come to the point they said that day your son is healed he'll be off oxygen and I thought this is great no matter what happens it's been a great experience we left there and we went home 24 hours later, he came off oxygen. 24 hours. We, by then, the piece I'd missed on the story, we moved down off the mountain from 8,600 to 6,800 feet. We dropped some feet. We bought a ranch so my son could come off oxygen, and he hadn't. We had been acclimatized there good four months, and he did not come off oxygen. We were at our wits end. We were paying for oxygen. We had a second mortgage as we were trying to move. Nothing had changed. Mm. And within 24 hours, we were made, able to make the call to say, come and collect your oxygen. We no longer need it. Amazeballs. That's amazing. It, it that's, is. That's it, a great it, story because it's like, uh, you know, I've already done everything and, and then this, you know, I've done everything. And I tell you what, I've done everything energetic as well. Like, it's not like I've just said there's... That's it. And then there's, uh, there's a specific way. And have you, have you become a medicine woman? Have you, have you joined a tribe or been recognized? No, no, and I wouldn't... Um, I don't think it's my calling, Richard. And I would not want to... For me, the medicine woman and the medicine men there, it was handed down from generation to generation. They were were learning for years and for life and the mentorship that they held, the teacher they held, they'd hold for life. And so watching them interact was incredible and something, I'm not sure if one could learn that. That, that was unique, what I witnessed that day. We can learn other things, but I don't think I could learn that. Right, right, I, I can understand uh, that uh, 
I mean, I... You've seen it. You've seen stuff I can only dream of. Um, y yes, I, I, of course, I don't know. We'd have to go into my stories, which, which one day yeah. we, we can, of course. Um, but um, I feel like um, this um, animal communication or just even opening up, I think communication is something we don't really understand um, with our you know, scientific approach, as it were. Yeah. Um, where we tend to sort of think, um, because you, you already said it, actually, you said, I was in such and such place, and I'm, I'm communicating with a Mustang, and he was how many hundreds of miles away? Yeah. Yeah. And he's, and he's saying, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I've got a, refer I've got a referral for you. Yeah, you want to go and see the medicine man? Uh, I mean, when you when you put it like that, it does. <laughs> it sounds a little different. Yeah. Right, and then you have to have uh, a certain. You have to have a certain, I, I, I'd say, level or certain yeah. openness to say, okay, I'm. It's a, it's a knowing. I've I've experienced enough that I'm going to go. I'm going to run with this, um, and uh, yeah. You know, I'm. I think I'm doing it all the time with my with my clients, you know, just saying, you know, okay, um, what's this? This has suddenly appeared. What is it? Um, so, you know, and then you you ask about it, and they say, oh yeah, I can relate to that. I said, well, it, it's it's actually related to what we're dealing with. And one thing that came up for me actually was um, when you're doing your Reiki. Um, have you sometimes said, oh, actually, it's the, it's the um, stable that needs working on, or it's the, mm. it's the, when you're putting them in the, in the horse box, where you transport, yeah. that like, okay, there's an issue with the horse box, the horse box energy has had, maybe the car's had a crash, and the horse is picking up off the crash, and you, you need to work on this. So have you got any stories like that? Yeah, you know, what, what I found with the energy is that, that if the focus is the energy healing, then my senses are on the flow, the flow and being guided. And perhaps you'll get a, a notification kind of thing of how to do it. And you're keeping your eyes open to watch the horse. So it's not like a human where perhaps one could shut the eyes. For safety when you've got a thousand pound animal and outside influences it's good to watch them not only to see what their nuances or if their flight or fight is coming into play but i've called them reiki registers and it'd be the same registers that you'd get with the human in the sense of the eyes could be closing there might be drooling yawning licking and chewing but all of these are important because it's a sign for us to stay where we are with our hands. So instead of thinking, oh, there's been an, a moment's release or gas is passing through, et cetera, stay there to know that there's more happening and stay there until that individual asks you to move on. And I say ask you to move on because the animals will show you through movement and really you can stay out of the way. There's no need to analyze, to go, okay, I, I don't feel it in my hand anymore, let me move on. But instead you stay there until they say, move on and they might move their bodies. So when the focus becomes interacting and communicating on an energetic level, the information most likely would be limited. It could be an inner knowing or a sense or a glance at what else it could be. For example, that they've not been accepted within the herd, that they're going to lie down during this session because they haven't slept for two weeks because they're new to the herd. And you realize, wow, I, I never had an idea that that herd was pushing you so hard or not accepting you in or your awareness had to be so great to protect yourself from mountain lions and bear and now you can see that the energy moving is one of a stagnant nature that's that's been the fact that you've been pushed out of that herd so absolutely I do think it comes to you in minor stroke huge ways right one word could mean so much from traveling in the horse box or being accepted, or indeed, here's a big one that can happen sometimes. 
that they don't feel accepted by the human, that the human has them on trial or is judging them to see, is this the right horse? And that will often jump out at you to realize, wow, they don't feel like they belong. They haven't quite settled in here. Their transformation to this new home has not happened because you're holding back. And be it that the individual is grieving and they've lost their loved one, so they're saying, I'm having a problem accepting this one into my life. But those glances can jump out at you to realize this is at the heart. They're grieving and it's something beyond what's happening in their life. They're picking, even picking it up from the human, mm. really picking it up to say, you know what? You need a session just as much because a lot of this is your fear and you're putting it onto that horse and either, either step back or basically have some lavender yourself here, relax into this, sit outside, chill out and receive some energy healing at the same time or look at another time, depending on what's happening. So absolutely, that's how it comes through to me. Now, just I'm going to give you the contrast. In contrast, if we sit down and focus on animal communication, then that's the primary piece. And you're going to get a ton of dialogue from the past and a good way to remember it is you're going to get all the details, like a story, a story in a movie form that you can feel and sense and sometimes hear, and they'll share everything because now your focus, I do it with my eyes shut, now your focus is on listening to the dialogue versus listening to the energy. And hence the dialogue will be far greater and far more in depth. So yeah, you get it both ways. I've got a question, and it's a bit of a, I, I don't think it's a silly question, but have you gone back to that Mustang to have a chat and get some other advice? Because the Mustang and the, did you feel like that was a, an important, like the Mustang had said, okay, you need to talk to this medicine man. And have you then gone, oh, I think this Mustang and I, we've got a connection. Um, you know, it's kind of like a good advisor for me. Have you gone back to that Mustang? Very good. That particular Mustang has a guardian and she is not only her soulmate, but also in a way her spiritual advisor. So you're quite right. There would be times where I've done sessions for that family and you look at it and go, this is incredible. The guidance that you're getting from this horse is unmatched and unparalleled to many other animals in the world. And so be it that this particular woman has had some hardships and she's been gifted to this horse to guide her while she's here. I think it goes that, it goes that deep, honestly. So my Mustang, I have a Mustang, he's a Spanish Mustang and Excalibur is the one I would go to Richard. He's the one that you're asking me about spiritual advice. I sat on his back when we were looking to move to North Carolina and I put everything into his hands. And I basically stated, if we're meant to go to North Carolina, show it to me, show it. And if you don't want to go, we won't go. And I don't think there's many people on the planet that have put a move of that caliber with over 20 animals and a convoy of four trailers to move from one state to another in a horse's hands but it was it was real it was genuine it was this piece of if you don't want to move out south southeast we will not go and I, I always thought we needed to but he endorsed it he showed it so although I'm not gifted the Mustang who led me to the 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 medicine man my Spanish Mustang's from Wyoming and he does a really tremendous job in life coaching not just me but other people so do you, I mean, how does that work? I mean, like, like you know, do people like sit and they've learned animal communication and they talk with a horse or, or do you have the horse in the session, like physically there in the session in the field? Or? It's a great question because it seems to have gone that way, right? So in animal communication, he will teach life lessons. And so if I put him forward either with a photograph or a piece of his paraphernalia, he has a complete success rate that every student in the class who is never connected with an animal before, some are skeptics, some are advanced, some are beginners, everybody in the class will have a success rate where he teach something. 
He'll give them a movie or a sensation, a feeling and a knowing something that's come from him that is undeniable and can be confirmed. So he'll teach life lessons that way. If you touch him, he can heal hearts. And when you're amongst him, I can bring him into a situation where he will pantomime as the life coach. So if you put a question forward, he will answer it through pantomime. It's, it's really incredible to see. I haven't actually recorded a ton of that for the fact it's always been exceedingly personal. Um, so I, I've kept it personal, but we do have some life coaching that we have recorded. You know, I mean, I think it's, it's not difficult for me to understand, nor with my background. And, and having as a kid written, you know, not, not owned a horse, but, but written and, and having fallen in love with the with horses like you've actually seen a specific horse and there's like this whoa I love I love you yeah like a wow so I can totally totally get it uh and I think it's nice to introduce that concept to people who are you know listening and and probably think you know we we may have a screw loose or more than one you know, I can give a little example to maybe give a visual for people to picture. There was a course that I had and we had about, let, let's say 12 people were in it and Excalibur was in the round pen and I brought all of the students in. I wasn't quite sure who he'd pick and often he'll pick when they're on the outside and he'll walk up and there's a very distinctive way he'll mention that person. It doesn't need to be that he's stop. He'll show somewhere or another that this is the person I choose. Well, on that particular day, he looked like he was in a great mood. I brought everybody in. There were 12 people. And in a very gentlemanly fashion, he was loose, nothing on his head, nothing on his body, just loose to do his work. He went from one person to another. And he tends, his face is quite big. He's about thousand pound horse and so he'd come up and he might smell your face or look at you and he said hello to every single person not expecting to be petted just going around the arena we had a mountain block in there so that's a little step for people and somebody was sat there and he chose this person and he started to in a way caress her in a way that he was going around her face staying here and staying at the heart and then breathing rhythmically. And you knew that he'd engaged actually energy healing. You knew he'd engaged on energy healing because he went quiet and he's a, a Mustang. He could be anywhere in the world he's with me. He wouldn't necessarily choose people. He, need, he has a choice to do this or not. And he chose this. So he's breathing, he's sharing breath with her and he points out to a very particular place. He goes to here with his muzzle. So his nose is just here. And perhaps I said on that day, always oh, breathing life into your heart. I might have said, it looks like he's doing energy healing on your heart. I might have been quiet. Who knows? Mm -hmm. She suddenly started to cry and then bawl and then weep and sob. And he just stayed there. And she's not somebody that does that. She's a very strong, stoic individual, does not show her emotions. And she thanked him and she doesn't need to share what was going on. She doesn't need to say anything, but he knew and he chose her because of a great loss in her family. Mm. She'd lost her son and he knew it. Mm. And he picked her from all the people there to say, you need some love, you need some, some breath, mm. some life in your heart you need to release or let go whatever it was he was thinking he picked her getting the shivers it was yeah it's beautiful to see absolutely magnificent to see and you can't make them do it you know you can't train them and go okay pick this one and breathe in the heart you know right. they can do whatever they want at any one time right. and he in contrast so you have another picture in contrast on a day where he's feeling really cheeky here, rear and buck all in one. It's called airs above the ground. And he'll be up in the air showing off his manhood. And so in contrast, this is the wild horse going, you're not the boss of me. Hmm. He right. Now, that brings me to, I mean, I am, I'm imagining that, that you've got a, like a, a bevy of um, superstars 
coming to you with their horses and behavioral problems and, and saying, I can't do this with my horse, what's going on? So, I mean, is that something, we haven't, we've talked about healing for horses and we, we, we imagine, okay, they've got some illness, but I'm imagining also that you work in kind of almost like a energetic uh, behaviorist for the horses as well, when they've got issues where the horse whispering doesn't work and you know you need to go to another level i love the way you put it together and the way you word it slightly different from the people i'm used to and that's how i would see it too is for me horse whispering began with body language and now you can see the depth to say that they can pick up the thought in the eyes and they can pick up your picture and if you can change behavior from one continent to another you've got to be able to get softer and softer and so exactly that there's times that horses are no different to people they they store it on a cellular level and they need support in letting go there's times that they've got ptsd or such hardships that they don't know how to let it go and absolutely at first people might think well he's biting just just because he's biting this they always have a reason they they don't do something for no reason. We've got to discover what the reason is. And that's the peeling way the layers. And part of it would be behavioral to know, like, like a little list to go, well, he's going to bite for this, 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 this reason. But let's say we explore them. Then we get to that next layer to go, what is this really about? Where's the core of this? Mm-hmm. What is the root of this? And then we go to other things to be able to, to integrate the oils. And I love the oils. I use essential oils with the energy healing because I feel like they accentuate what we're doing. They offer another piece to the puzzle and perhaps they're dealing on an emotional or mental or physical aspect that yes, the energy is going where it needs to go, but it's supporting it on a level that it can help break through things, you know, and rebuild. Mm -hmm. And so the oils with the horses, now we've gone with every direction here, they can choose their oils. And so you can open that bottle up or keep the bottle closed. You can open it up and offer it to the horses and they will pick the oil that resonates with them the most, which is in turn magical to see, to go, you know what, you want this one. And perhaps it's one for a digestive issue, which is stress related. And again, you know, the stress could be acted out in behavior, but we want to get to the core of it and the oils combined with the energy healing can be incredible so bearing in mind i I mean i kind of want to round off now and i want to sort of open a door to people so open your door to people or or open their well hopefully we've opened a door in them that they go wow that's a whole aspect of energy work i haven't really considered but like can i zoom with horses and my you know can i zoom with you if i'm in you know, outer Mongolia and I'm, I'm in my yurt and I've got a problem with my with my horse and I speak English, can I say, oh, yeah, I want to Zoom with you and, you know, um, work out what's going on or, or can, I, can I start to learn with you over Zoom or what, you know, what do, what do yeah. you do? Yeah. Great question. Um, where, with regard to animal communication, it's all international and you don't even need to speak English. We can have a translator there. And the horse doesn't speak 50 languages. It's a universal language, universal language of telepathy and energy. So no matter where people find themselves, we can look at animal communication. There's There's a little bit of a waiting list, but absolutely they could look at that. And that for me is healing, right? If we can uncover why somebody's doing something, that is a form of healing. When we look at the energy healing, um, I love to bookend my years with it. So I start my year out with energy healing, the middle of the year and the end, specifically for people with horses Mm. to say, you know what, I want to empower you. I love to attune people to Reiki. That's the art that I keep on falling back to. And it would be a matter of taking the Reiki to the horses, but I accept anybody on energy healing. So if people are looking to take it to animals and they're unsure what that means and how it looks and where the hand positions are and how to open and close a session, absolutely, we have it on offer. We have a Reiki for Horses DVD, in fact. Um, So that could be sent all over the world. Mm. And we do offer during this 
year, we're offering 50% off of all DVDs to help people. And I think that's due to the current situation, it will be supportive of them. So they could look at a DVD, they could look at joining a class and a few times a year. Reiki is, I mean, they do the DVD and after the DVD, they can do Reiki. I love what you said there. Thank you for that clarity. No, you have to be attuned to Reiki. So you do need a Reiki master in your area. But there is a but because you could say I do another modality. And then, of course, you're you're already there. You're already there with your modality and everybody has the gift to do energy healing. You don't need Reiki. It's where you feel guided to go. If you choose that art, it requires an attunement where you choose other arts. It can be done across country and across the miles. But the DVD is more about saying, look at what's possible with the energy you have. If it's universal, God's energy, spiritual energy, look at what you can do. And if it intrigues you more and you want to follow a modality, go follow with the modality and know that these things, these hand positions and these ways to interact with horses applies to everybody. Everybody, no matter what they choose. Brilliant. So we've got the DVDs. They can come yes. and learn from you um, yes. like at the bookends of the year, as it were. Um, yeah. And then, um, uh, and then they can they can connect with you at the Animal Communications International. And then if they want Absolutely. to come, and then and then you're doing your healing work. I don't know. I guess in the in the local area. Well, it's been all over the world. I was fortunate. I have been to a ton of Europe, so Sweden, Norway, Denmark, France, Switzerland, you name it. I've taken the work there, UK. I was meant to be there this year, but COVID stopped that for this year at least. So I'm part of an energy healing conference this year instead, and it's virtual. And so Costa Rica, I've taken Reiki to Costa Rica, and um, I love Costa Rica, and of course, throughout the United States. So wherever we can take the courses, we do. However, you say it beautifully, we bought the farm in order to bring more things back home. I've traveled seven months of the year generally, and we're bringing more and more home. That's that's a bit tough, isn't it? It's a, It's a long haul. We, we have to wind it up. I try to keep it around 40 minutes. I think it's it's amazing. I think I can tell there's a load more stories and, uh, you know, we'll we'll be in touch. And um, yeah. I want to thank you. I want to invite everybody that's interested in this uh, area to, you know, write to Anna. Uh, your details, all your deeds will be in the show notes or in the YouTube description. Great. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure meeting you this way. I look forward to seeing where it all goes. That was a real pleasure talking with Anna. Um, I'm looking forward to you coming back and listening to the next episode next week. Uh, I've got some courses coming up. So if you want to learn uh, energy work, I want to teach you. I'll really enjoy that. And um, we have a very interesting episode next week. I'm not sure what it is, but it's going to be interesting. So make sure you're getting notifications and make sure you're liking the Facebook page and so on. All right. Take care.